What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Players Club Podcast. And I was about to say, oh, this is a, this is a spooky episode because it's on Halloween. But that was last episode. And also, yes, it is Halloween on the day we're recording this. Um, are you having a spooky day so far, Alan Muir? Um, no, it's been more of angry. It's anger. Angry? Oh, about politics? Oh, no, no. Um, Twitter? <laughs> No, well, uh, everyone should. Well, people, f- fuck Elon Musk. Seriously. Yeah, that's absolutely accurate. Um, no, I, I can. I'll explain once we get to what we're playing. Fair enough. Okay, in that case, I'm sure we'll find out what's angering. But um, I'll tell you what. I, for the first time since I started this job, I started way back in like June or whatever. I had three days off consecutively from work this past weekend. And I was taking advantage. I went to uh, my little brother's football game. I tried to make sure I catch one of his games every season. So I got that done. Uh, I streamed Bayonetta on release night. I tried to slip into a costume, but we can maybe talk about why that didn't work out <laughs> later on. Um, yeah, I played a lot of Bayonetta, played a lot of, um, I'm not going to talk about it much, but played a lot of that Modern Warfare 2. Uh, did, did you enjoy the Bayonetta inspired pictures I sent you? Yes, I didn't even know she was doing that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I'm on like I'm just searching. No, no, it's the, I think I was in the G4 Facebook group, and I just see that, and I'm like, what, 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 what the what? Yeah, that 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 caught me way off guard because I knew uh, we're talking about Avali Avali May, I believe her last name is. Um, yeah. XG4, you know, does a lot of esports hosting, but. Uh, she's a big, big, big Bayonetta fan, and I always knew that about her, which is part of the reason why I liked her. I didn't know she was like cosplaying it up the entire week leading up to release, so she just posted like a different Bayonetta cosplay picture every day, and I I turned into a cartoon wolf. I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> the eyes were shooting out of my head. Um, so yeah, that's always a delight. But um, yeah, I, I've just been living it up. The one thing I haven't got to try out yet. Is that Shadow of Rose DLC that Resident Evil dropped? Uh, I pre-ordered it as soon as they announced it. I've been ready for it. I have it installed on my Steam Deck before. That. I've just been playing other stuff, and other things have been captivating me hardcore. But um, yeah, speaking of being captivated, when you want to play something else, that's going to be the topic of today. <laughs> it's going to be hey, 2022. We're getting to the home stretch. Tomorrow is November, the second last month of the year. We are running out of time to play all these games that we care about. And for us, that means we got to play all this stuff if we want to talk about it during game of the year. So we're going to talk about some of the games that we uh, we've talked about what's coming up. Now we're going to talk about the past and what we need to make sure we play before the end of the year, because the schedule is getting tight. And we're even hearing some rumors about things that are getting pushed out of this year to next year. And I'm becoming thankful for it. (laughs) I don't know if you saw. No, I didn't see it. Uh, there's a rumor that Atomic Heart is coming out February, end of February next year. So they they originally said it's coming out in Burr 2022, which is to say like October, December, November, one of those months. Uh, but they didn't want to commit. And if it's delayed to February, that's why they didn't want to commit because they were shaky on that release date. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that game. But if it got if it gets delayed. I'll be kind of thankful, <laughs> to be honest, because I'm very excited about that game. But I don't know if I have it in me because like we're already talking. There's so many games that are like at the top for me. Horizons at the top for me. Kirby's at the top for me. Uh, 
Bayonetta has the potential to be. I forgot Say about again? Kirby. Yeah, it, see, there's so many games that are like top tier that we're forgetting about them. And God of War, we don't even have yet. Um, it's about to be crazy. So I was really nervous that, all right, we got Atomic Heart in here too. So now that has that also has the potential to be a top echelon game for me. It's going to be a problem. So put, I'm cool if they push some of these games. Even, what's that other game from the Limbo devs that just got an announce that just That's got a release? Somerville. Yes, Somerville. I was ready for that one to come out like next year or something because I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to think about this one. And now they're like, nope, it's coming out in two weeks. So <laughs> Somerville is another one where I'm going to hop on that one and that's going to be another big chunk of time. Or it's probably going to be shorter, but still going to have to give my attention to it. I haven't even beaten Scorn. So like, there's a lot of games that I need to go back through and play before we get to game of the year times. And judging from your list here, there's a lot that you need to play as well though i will argue with you on one of these on one of these i'm like uh that that, that game can he can just that that game has literally eternal like a infinite amount of, of replayability and you know there's no really no point in going back to it yeah like one of these games i'm like you could just play that for fun but i don't feel like it's gonna enrich your understanding of it more if you well, put it in 50 versus two hours well the thing is i technically i do have a game here that i at my house that I don't know if I should bring it up because we we don't we're not really highlighting the company that like we're not yes I understand and it's not it, the well one think. wait really is it is it the purple logo or the white logo mixed with the blue logo after they merged does that it's make the, sense at all it's the, it's the Italian man oh Can the you, Italian you, man the Italian man teaming up with the with the bunnies. Oh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. Didn't expect you to be playing that one. To be honest, you're you're absolutely right about that. But um, I've heard good things. It's probably fine. But like like I'm not gonna do it. Uh, the first person military shooter that came out this week. We just won't give too much attention to it. We'll move on to other things. So, but yeah, I, I will say that shooter's pretty fucking good. But I haven't played the single player. And I feel like it's going to disappoint me a lot in that single player. So time will tell very soon. Um, I am playing last year's model single player, and that single player is pretty interesting. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and crack into this topic because I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. Uh, come four o'clock, I have a hard out. So <laughs> while I enjoy this podcast, I cannot be late for work. So uh, we'll keep this up. So let's let's go ahead and talk about the games that we still need to return to. Let's go ahead and start this off with. Now, I'll say this. All the games that I'm about to list, um, I have either purchased them or I have access to them and just haven't played them. With the first one being one that I kind of regret how I approached it. So we'll discuss it in a second here. Um, the first one I'm going to say is Rollerdrome. Uh, Rollerdrome just seems like a game made for me. Uh, people know I love my Max Payne's. They know I love my you know, Sunset Overdrives, which is to say I love very interesting movement and I love stylish shooting. Uh, there aren't too many games that focus on that type of thing. And Roller Drum seems like the perfect mix of like doing crazy uh, grinds and flips and tricks and such like that. But then also really trying to time your dodges, really trying to, you know, get your shots off and get the right target acquisition. Uh, ever since I saw Roller Drum, I was like, all right, that looks like a game that I would love. But it's one of those things where similar to I think on last week's podcast, I was like, 
I don't have God of War Ragnarok pre-ordered. I still don't actually. I I'm probably gonna do that on this next paycheck coming up. Um, but I don't have God. Say again. Did you get spoiled like the rest of the internet? I have not gotten spoiled. I actually here's the thing. Whenever I see oh spoilers are out there, I don't follow thing. I don't follow anybody on Twitter who would tweet a spoiler. Number one. I don't look in the replies of like big tweets too often. I understand if there's people who work in like social or just have to be on Twitter like that, they can more easily be spoiled. And I don't know what my algorithm's doing on YouTube, but my algorithm has not shown me any spoiler related God of War content yet. Probably because I don't, I use YouTube You're so not much. Searching that stuff out. Yes. Well, I'm not searching it out, but also I use YouTube so much that it's giving me so much. It's recommended me so much that God of War is just one in a bucket of hundreds of things it could show me. So it's not as likely as someone who is only on YouTube to like watch a God of War trailer and then they're back on Netflix or Hulu. Like YouTube is my Netflix and Hulu most days. So they're showing me like, ah, oh, here's this here's this two hour video about Dante's Inferno, the video game. <laughs> That's what you want to watch. So yeah, I haven't gotten spoiled, thank God. But you know, knock on wood, we still got another week and a half. Uh, but yeah, I don't have that game pre-ordered just because I know I'm going to enjoy it. It's an inevitability that I'm going to play it and I'm going to like it. So I'm not excited because I know the outcome, you know? Like, Honestly, I'm just excited for Friday. Ooh. Oh, is Friday, uh, Pokemon? No, that's two, two weeks from Friday. No, okay. uh, Friday is two things. Mm-hmm. My replace, my replacements, uh, switch gets here. Oh wait, have you been without a switch for a minute? No, no, I've I had I had an OLED, but I gave it to my sister because she, I didn't I want her to experience the the joy of having an, like a a, a switch like in um TV mode. Oh okay. Because be my, my, my sister and my niece they both had switch lights, and my sister had a switch light for a long time, and I just hmm. said, "Hey, this thing." I just got this thing, but I don't. I'm not. I have technically have two, but I want you to have it so you don't have to worry about any like. So she doesn't have to worry about Joy-Con drift getting to be getting that to cost her like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, you can replace a Joy-Con rather than the whole system. Yeah, and also I've had my I've had my original my the current Switch I have I've had it since 2017. Mm, okay, makes sense. And also that this Friday. Um, my dog, my 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 dog Serena turns uh, one. Oh, that's nice! Yeah. Happy birthday! That's well, happy early birthday, I guess. But that's really nice. So you got a lot to celebrate on Friday, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll say this: y'all can both cozy up because when you said "can't wait for Friday," I was like, "What game is coming out Friday?" So I went to releases dot com. But <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, y'all can both snuggle up and watch Enola Holmes too, because I will be watching Enola Holmes too. Because I'm very excited for that movie. Um, the first one was very nice. I like it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I like Enola Holmes. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, but yeah, because I'm not, because I know I'm going to love God of War Ragnarok so much. I haven't, I haven't pre-ordered it cause I'm not like actively excited for it. Roller Drome is the same thing where it just looks like a perfect game for me. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I know I'm going to play it. I know I'm going to like it. I bought it on sale a while back, uh, on PlayStation five. But I kind of wish I bought it on Steam so I could play it on Steam Deck now because I bought it before I had a Steam Deck and didn't know how perfect I would have found it. Uh, And that's the perfect type of game for it, too. But in any case, Roller Drome is one where I know I'm going to love it. I just got to give myself to it at some point. And it's very short from what I hear. So it's probably only going to take like a week of playtime, maybe less. 
And uh, yeah, it just seems like the perfect game for me. Uh, same thing, you know, people talk about Neon White as well as another one that just sounds perfect for me. And it didn't look perfect until I picked it up on Steam, tried it out on deck and was like, oh, no, this plays pretty perfect. So <laughs> it's just one of those games where because I know I'm going to enjoy it, I'm less excited to see what I think about it because I know what I'm going to think about it. It's just, you know, in what ways am I going to enjoy it is the bigger question, which ain't as exciting of a question <laughs> for me um does that make sense at all yeah okay yeah hopefully i feel like i'm crazy sometimes when i say these like oh i know i'm gonna like it that's why i'm not gonna play it <laughs> but hey it, as long as it's understood then it's all good in the hood um so what's one of the games that you also really need to check off that backlog for the end of the year did you want survive yeah i saw that now can i quickly bring up the one that you deleted to put that on <laughs> oh yeah that's power Wars simulator yeah, because we were referring to that earlier, and I guess you took it off because, yeah, Power Wash Simulator is a game where that, one game, hour of gameplay or 10 hours, you know what that game is at the same degree. One hour one hour or 10. I, I, actually, any amount of time in that game, you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, good the entire time, but it's the same well, thing. Well, sometimes I was, I, I'm, I've been stuck on one map for at least two, three months. Oh, shoot. What map is that? The, uh, the Firehouse. Oh, so there's probably like some dirty spot that you just can't find. No, I have to, I have to tackle the roof. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's going to be a bit of an ordeal, but hey, the roof is kind of the most fun part. It's just one big ass flat surface, you know? Yeah, but the whole thing, <laughs> I, I was I was trying to try and get like get through that map on like during the kind of funny um, spare bedroom stream. Ah, yes, yes. It's like when so when they were playing um, Warzone and stuff. Or even, uh, even Overwatch. Oh, yeah. I was just, I was just hosing, like cleaning up dirt and stuff, and just swabbing the deck, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I want to do, I want, I want, I want to clean more exciting things than this. Because <laughs> I, I wonder, <laughs> is that what power, people, with actual power washers, like, is that is how, is how it goes to their mind? Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like if you ha actually have a power washer, you are trying to find all types of shit to clean. But most of the time, you're just you're just cleaning ceilings, you're, or not ceilings. You're cleaning roofs. You're cleaning driveways. You're cleaning pretty boring things because those are you got to think like what's the most interesting thing you can clean that oh, there's, water isn't going to destroy. Okay, so there's actually there are a bunch of there have been a bunch of free um, updates. Oh, like um, a Mars rover, a mm -hmm. an Egyptian uh, like a like a, like a early Egyptian uh, temple. And some of the stuff is like, wow, this is this is crazy. Oh wow, okay, that's way more interesting than a firehouse roof. Um, okay, well, it sounds like there's definitely some stuff to get into. Plus, what that's, I like about that game is you could just leave a map and come back later. That's for Digimon Survive. Oh wait, free content Digimon Survive is sending you to like pyramids and stuff. No, no, no. Um, Digimon Survive. I want to talk about Digimon Survive because that's that. Oh yes, yes. I watched with. Yes, indeed. I just wanted to shout that one out because we mentioned it in a roundabout way at the beginning. <laughs> And then yeah. we go through the whole conversation, don't realize what that game was. But yeah, Digimon Survive, what's up with this one? Because I remember you said you were playing it a little bit, but then it seems like you hopped off pretty quick. Yeah, I I, I made those two uh, first foray videos, and I had, I had a blast. And I realized that I should have put more time in it. Hmm. Understandable. And there's even a... Um, 
So there, I discovered a Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, uh, like animated type thing, mm-hmm. with, and it had perhaps, it, it's gotten me back into like th- thinking, okay, I need to go back to Digimon Survive because the anim the animation style, like I'm just gonna put a uh, an image from the that I pulled. Mm-hmm. Because it just looks so, it looks so much like did the Digimon Survive, um, at, like cutscenes. Huh? Yeah. I, if is this not a cutscene right here? This screenshot? That's that. This is from Pokemon um, Twilight Wings, which is like a at the anime, the animated thing for Sword and Shield. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, dang, this looks really good. Um, Digimon Survive actually has like, like on par, uh, like animated, like or, or has it more. On that same level, our style, mm-hmm. and right. yeah, the game is. Well, I wish the game was something other than what it really like. What ultimately is, and that's that's mainly a tactic game or visual novels blended with um, like a a t- like kind of like com- a Fire Emblem like. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Hmm. I just I got this. I just dropped in a um. Oh, this just looks like a dating sim in this screenshot. Because it's a visual novel. Oh, oh, so, it, okay, it is a visual novel, all right. So, yeah, like, I guess the story is visual novel, and then you go into, like, turn-based battles in between? Yeah. Ah, okay, that makes sense, that makes sense. Like, the huh. opening is, mm-hmm. the, the, the animation is, or it feels like I'm watching anime, like, with, like interactive anime with um, gameplay mixed in, or just thrown in with it. And and that sounds like it feels it sounds like a knock to the game, but it's the opposite. It's like it's it's what video games should be like interactive art. Hmm. Damn, that is that is absolutely fair. I didn't realize that Digimon Survive had it like that. For some reason, I just interpreted it as like a more traditional kind of Pokemon clone where you're doing a lot of that type of gameplay. But no, this seems like it's. It's got some distinguishing traits, so I understand why I've heard some good things about it, or at least some interesting things about it. And then the fact that you're interested in it, yeah, that makes sense. This, this, there's something to it. There's definitely something to it. Yeah, and Digimon Next Next World is coming out. Um, I think next year. Hmm. Which is okay. more is it's more of the like. It's more of the same sort of, like with the uh, combat the combat games of Digimon rather than the straight up Pokemon clone that was Sabersu. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Well, that, that seems like it's pretty good. Have you, because when you played it last, did you get like pretty deep into the story? Is it like you wanting to see what happens or are you just wanting to play that gameplay more? I want to see, I want to see where things go because when I stopped playing, um, I guess I'll playing and jumped onto, I, was, I stopped that when, when something else, and the thing is, like, I, as I mentioned, I have a certain, like, I have, well, one of the games is one of the games on this list I have um, in my Xbox right now. Hmm. Oh, okay, okay. You're and me. Oh, okay, yeah. The, fir- the first one I mentioned, the first one on the list. Huh. Okay. I decided that I was going to try pl- plugging in my Elgato again, but my, like, the 4K one. Mm hmm. Which is how I how that Gotham Knights video started or came out to me. Yep, I got you. 
And I was just testing to see if it would work again, or if, see if I was, if the problem that I figured out that I was, I started found out from Reddit was the actual problem, and that was the actual problem. Oh, gotta love it. I'm gonna try to record um, my play sessions from that, from like from the each uh, chapter or episode of said said game, so I can. It'll help me when it comes to reviewing it, like writing that. Writing that. Oh, okay, that's a good call. Like I'm, I have seen that. I've only, I'm not, I've not looked up a single review or anything because I don't want to be uh, influenced in some way or another. But I mm-hmm. saw that I got it, that most of like a Metacritic. I saw six point nines. Oh yeah, yeah. I I've heard not the most flattering things. It's not that I heard it's a bad game. It's that I heard it's not as good as the first one. Which is how, like how how can you get get better than the first one? I know, like that's a near impossible task. So I don't. I I part of me is like, all right, that's probably not fair. But also, I'm like, then why would I play it <laughs> if it's not as good as the first one? Like it didn't even have to be better, just match. And if it's not doing that, then there's plenty of other games I can play. But you promised to review this one, <laughs> and I'm playing something I promised to review as well. It's just something i've been anticipating for like a good two years <laughs> yeah so, also yeah. i saw i saw a very um i saw a very i saw the, um okay so i saw a, a weird company name on when it was loading that game up and hmm. related to um kevin verner who is i who i've talked about it on i think either this podcast or when huh Oh yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about this. This is like a company they started. It's like X Telltale, right? Yeah, it's. But it wasn't just like his, his uh, like like sub subsidy or sub subsidiary company. He started for um like it's not it's not the uh, I want to say Quantic Lab, but that uh, this is the people the ones who are doing the uh, Star Trek Resurgence game. Yes, that's that's what we looked up. Yeah, it was actually uh, Burner Labs. And I'm like, what what is what's going on with this? I tried to look more, and I can't, can't I can't seem to find a single thing. Like, the only thing I can find with Burner Labs is act, an actual lab called Burner Labs. And I'm just like befuddled by this whole thing. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I have and I haven't even played the game yet because I'm I was just worried that like. Uh, I know I'll get that game. I'll get, get get to it when it's time to talk about that game. Yeah, we'll talk about it very soon, I'm sure, yeah. uh, in this episode. But yeah, that whew, I, I don't know what to think about Tales from the Borderlands, but at least Digimon Survive. That looks like it's for the niche who cares about it. That's definitely solid, solidly a good one. Um, and from there, I'll go and talk about another one of the games that I am really needing to check off the list. And this one is, you know, what I'm going to do with the second one. I'm just going to go in order. Um, Sifu. Sifu is a game came out in like February or at least it might have been March very early in the year it came out and I saw everyone talk about it I saw you know the glowing praise the reviews all that good stuff and I was like all right that seems like a game that seems enjoyable it's not something that is so like all right this is 300% in my wheelhouse this isn't like a roller drone where it's like oh you're just combining all my favorite things from other games Sifu just seems like oh that's going to be a good time a very pretty atmosphere uh, very solid combat mechanics, and as we'll talk about in the what we're playing segment, I'm starting to become a fan of these more quote-unquote difficult games. 
Like if it's if it's a little bit hard, I like that pushback. I'm starting to realize I, I kind of like that pushback from time to time. Uh, so seafood just seems like it's perfect for me. I didn't buy it at all until Gamefly had the physical copies for 20 bucks. And I was like, oh, 20 bucks. Didn't this thing come out at like 50? I'm going to buy that. What I didn't realize is that this isn't even a bad thing. It's a great thing. They the physical edition only comes in the form of the Vengeance edition, which is the one with like the steel book and the art book. Nice. <laughs> so I, I got all that stuff, which is really great. Um, I haven't even played the game, but I got all the little accoutrement with it. Because if you if you've bought from Gamefly, you know it's literally the disc and everything that comes with it. Yes, minus, the disc was minus, used, but they keep minus it the, minus the shrink wrap, as Barney yep. sixty four says. Exactly. The shrink wrap is the only thing you're missing. So um, that was a really good steal. I own it. I've had it. It's actually, I had Saints Row in my PS5 for the longest time, and I took out Saints Row to put in Sifu. But then sadly, I took out Sifu to put in Modern Warfare 2. So <laughs> I really need to get around to Sifu. I will play that. That's another one that people say is very short, but it's going to be a little bit longer just because the whole point is you fail and fail and fail until you get it so yeah well as you were about to say something there sorry yeah um the first two times like my the two like me going to it i mean like playing it at launch mm -hmm. and then me playing it when they added the the uh when the vengeance edition came out and they added the um like the like accessibility if, options i believe yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. where it kind of like it increases like parry windows and such like that yeah basically makes the game more as as as, as you said more accessible and more open to more like it opens the, the player base for you for people who either have dull reflexes or for some reason just or people who are like stuck in the middle like not quite bad at video games or just have trouble mm -hmm. with that games of that ilk ah uh, yeah yeah for folks who just don't quite want or can handle that intensity of the combat um yeah i'm right there with you that that's a really good thing and honestly if i start having difficulties in that game and we start getting to the wire here at the end of the year i might be using those uh options myself to be because i i am known to if if, it, if i'm having trouble i mean literally last night i'm not going to talk about it in what we're playing but I played like an hour of Alien Rage, that random first-person shooter from, God, who makes that? The same people who made Enemy Front, the very generic military World War II shooter. Uh, I played a little bit of that game, Alien Rage, and I had it originally on a medium setting, but a medium setting is hard. <laughs> and then the easy setting is challenging. So I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? So I just bumped it down to the easiest setting. I was like, I'm, I'm just going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, I'm just going to play the rest of the game this way because there's no way I'm, I need to be dying this quickly to enemies in this game. But yeah, I have no qualms just bumping shit down. Um, though sometimes I enjoy it when I, when bumping the difficulty down is more complicated than hitting an option in a menu, as we'll talk about in the what we're playing segment. Um, but yeah, Sifu, it, it just looks like a game that I'm going to enjoy. I'm definitely going to try it out before the end of the year. I own it at this at this point. It's not even like an access thing. So uh, I will give it my time soon enough. And from there, let's go and talk about one of these other two games that are, I would say, quite bigger than your Digimon Survive. And I'm interested to see what you got to say about these two. Yeah, so uh, this one is, gonna, is 
I want to say this on, it's on the same level as Power Wash because, hmm. like, Power Wash is something that will be be around for a while, and True. I'm sure I'm sure this game will be around for a while. Like, probably not in the like in, in a different way, but uh, Gotham Knights. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, that's probably fair to say. Um, I I re- I like that game. I really do. You're the first one. <laughs> no, if, if that... you go. It, if you, go, if you go on uh, Twitter, you'll see people defending that game. You know what? You you're right. I've seen um, was it, I've seen Gene Park talk about how he's been enjoying the game. I've seen a handful of people say, "Oh, this game's fine." I I, I really do think it's a case of like, I don't want to disrespect my review people out there, my people in the industry, but if you are playing the greatest games of all time every time you sit down and play a video game, or if it, if you're playing something interesting or great every single time you sit down and play a video game and you don't experience mediocrity in your entertainment at all, then something that is just the, the slightest less bit of perfect is going to be just dog shit to you. <laughs> That's why, you know, I, I don't want to say for the review numbers for Gotham Knights or anything, like all the fives and sixes it's been getting, but I feel like those numbers only come about if you're playing that next to a God of War. If you're comparing it all to the same thing because you know i talk about on the show all the time it's play some sevens every now and then a seven can be good a seven can be a quote-unquote game of the year worthy title but you know you're only going to play a seven if you are exposed you're only going to enjoy a seven if you're exposed to other sevens if you are only playing nines then you play a seven it's going to be the worst thing you've ever played <laughs> so you know yeah, so that's just on me it's like you have Call of Duty 2 and you have Call of Duty 2 Big Red 1. <laughs> That's a really hyper-specific uh, uh, example, but it's accurate. <laughs> That's I mean, definitely I'll be one. Honest, I was, no, because I was, or, or um, I brought that, 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 that specific one was, I was, over the weekend, I was um, putting, like, taking my games out of my, uh, like, the case, that I, or the case, like, the big book I had them in. I was putting up. Mm-hmm. I found some of the boxes, and I was playing like the cases, putting them back in. And I found Call of Duty Big Red, Big Red One, Call of Duty Finest Hour. Huh. And that I is was, crazy. Yeah, and I, and then yeah, as I, I, I as I put on Twitter, I was gonna say, I got I, I something about putting away a game, putting games back in cases, and as I was like, I was gonna say no old game found, but. Oh well, and it's the, <laughs> a sealed copy of Near for three. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the tweet that uh, you had tagged me in, and I I can't believe you have a fucking box copy of the original Near. That is still pretty wild. Yeah, because um, I, I I saw the uh, Super Best Friends uh, LP of that, and it, it made me want to buy the game. And then for the longest time, I thought it, I thought it just I lo- like I thought, I thought it was thrown out. Oh well. Nice to see that uh, what you thought was trash is actually still a treasure. So, <laughs> hallelujah to that. Um, I I wonder, are you are you have you ever played any of the near games? Played Automata. Okay, you played it all the way. No, but I have actually. I have it installed on my Series X, my Steam Deck, my PC. I do I do want to try like give that game more of a chance because hmm. it's it's really like. I may not get it now, but when I get to a point when I put more hours in that game, I'll my mind will have, or my opinions of that game will have changed. It will definitely. Let me tell you, because 
it, the only reason I, I fully understand how some people are like, oh man, it's too too many endings, it's too much of a time commitment, all that stuff. The only reason I kept playing so much is because I enjoyed the gameplay so much. The platinum combat with those RPG elements were just perfect for me. Um, but yeah, if you if you sit down, give it the time, give it those five endings is what I recommend. <laughs> I hate that they call them endings because that just sounds like you have to play the game over and over again when really you haven't beaten the game until you get to the fifth ending. So really, it's just you're playing the game. Uh, it should be chapters. But in any case, yeah, I, I, I'm I very excited for you to see all that that game is because <laughs> good God. And also, I forgot it was on Steam. I just looked it up. It is playable on deck because you have it on your deck. So might be a good way to play it. Not going to lie, because it's a fun one. I played it on PS4, but like just being in bed so you can get through those combat sequences in bed just playing this in bed might be good i don't know that's all i'm saying but yeah very excited for you to see what's up with that one and also very excited for to hear i mean you're not reviewing gotham knights are you oh no that game is too too big like the yeah. game, that game is too much yeah i was about to say L- let me ask this so, so you say you're you're enjoying gotham knights is it just like you're liking the combat you're liking the story a combination of everything like specifically what are you enjoying about it so um in the video i recorded like our other video like the 15 16 minute video i, I captured mm-hmm. yeah that's in the description below y'all can check that out um the way the game works is you're just it's a game as a service like a service live service game you're just making um like you're Crafting items, better equipment, better suits, better pizza, Papa John's. <laughs> um, and each what I what I didn't know was that each character, like I, I've been playing as uh, Dick Grayson, mm. okay. and I found this out watching Jeff Gersman's stream of it uh, from uh, last week, mm-hmm. and it was, or no, it was a week week or two ago. And he mentioned that if you train, if you switch over to another character, whatever level you are, that that it it, it raises each like no matter which character you're playing as you're, you're staying on that thing, like it has a consistent level system where like Dick Grayson or Nightwing is level ten, and I'm gonna switch to Jason Todd, who is uh, Red Red Hood. Mm. He he is okay. also a ten, he's also a ten. Basically. Not, you're not penalized for choosing one character over another. Yeah, I heard like you know skill points and everything transfer over, so it's nice that they let you you know play your way truly. It is kind of disappointing that right now it's still it's capped at two player co-op. Mm. I don't think that's a temporary cap. I think it's just like that. <laughs> no, no. Um, WB Montreal has said that they're gonna pat, like have a pat, have a coming patch soon or sometime soon to add add that in. Oh, wow. Okay. Did not expect that. I mean, why would they give you four characters if they weren't going to do four-player co-op? You know what? That's what I was thinking. But I, because they can't have the game running at more than 30 frames per second and it struggles to hold that, I was thinking there's some like technical limitations to where getting four-player co-op was just going to be too much of a technical hassle and then they were just not going to do it. That's my perception of it. But if they already said, hey, we're going to add four-player co-op in here, then excellent. I just... I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. If anything, this is gonna sound this is gonna sound cruel, 
because of the way that game is perceived. Uh, this game feels like a the game is a feels like it is a bit of a poor version of Spider-Man mixed with uh, the Division One. Oh, I don't like, know if that sounds great. <laughs> like with um, like each character has a bat has the uh, bat cycle. Each character has like there's no you think with the with the game like like the basic like basic way you get around is by using zip, like zip lines mm-hmm. and every character has it. There's a lot of generic like there's a lot there's a lot in that game that just feels generic and like unoriginal. Hmm. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting to. But then again, I've been mainly. I've only I've only done a few missions, like a few cases. Huh. Okay. So there's still more that you possibly can see that can change that opinion a little. Yeah, like the when I was watching Jeff Gersman's uh stream, there was like the way you, the way you figure out about um the the main main antagonist group mm-hmm. is actually like a really interesting set piece. But then hmm. even that kind of falters. Oh. That's a shame. Kind of sputters out. Yeah. Like the way you like the build up to it is great. It's all just from secondhand like viewing, like viewing. Mm-hmm. Then there's a section that I know if I get when I get to when I get to that point, it's gonna be a, a real bitch. Oh, because <laughs> it only gets more difficult from there, huh? Well, it's mainly like you're you're being there's a um the Crusher from Resident Evil Eight is back. But this time it's chasing you from from like it's chasing you from behind instead oh, of like God. being instead of like trying to crush you in the middle of the place. So instead you have to back instead of backing up into that corner, you have to out basically just outrun it. Oh, <laughs> but there are also like death traps that are on fire. You have to, you have to figure out your way through them. And it's... it's just a lot of obstacles rather than like you have to like just dodge it rather than face it head on with combat or something. Yeah, and if and each each respective like spot you get to, like when you pass, is like, like an autosave. Hmm. And if you get, if, yeah. if you walk in a fire, you die. <laughs> well, if that you, just sounds punishing. If you walk, if you get accidentally get hit, like if you accidentally, like if you if you interact, if you touch anything, you're dead. Not no <laughs> no health, no lower health or anything, but it's just yeah. Well, that sounds like some very welcoming and non-frustrating design <laughs> oh boy well i i don't know gotham knights is one of those games where if i if i was still like 17 years old and at that age where back in the day when i was that age the only games i played were whatever came out on playstation plus that month and whatever two to five games i could ask for for my birthday slash christmas that's all i played the entire year Gotham Knights is definitely one of those games where I would get it. It would be, I'm sure it would be $30 at Black Friday or something. So I would ask for it. I'd play it. I'd have a good time and I wouldn't think about it ever again. And like there, mm-hmm. there's a tweet going around where it's like this, the, 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 there's a seven year difference between these games and it's Arkham Knight on the left looking very real, like fully realized and, yeah, looking very realistic or i shouldn't say that but art design's on point yeah and then to the right is gotham knights and and it's just wow 
It just looks like a video. It looks like a game city, not Gotham. <laughs> Someone said it looks like New York, <laughs> which is wild because Gotham City does not look like New York if it's being portrayed correctly. So, um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I even as someone I didn't really love the original Batman games. I had a lot of fun with all of them, but they didn't stick in my mind at all. Um, this game seems like it would stick in my mind even less than those did. So I am sadly probably going to dip on it, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad that someone at the site is having a good time with this game because now it has a chance to be talked about during game of the year stuff and it would not have had that chance otherwise. So thank you for, I'm not going to say taking the bullet because you're enjoying it, but thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, and from there, I guess we'll slide on to the last game that I have to talk about here uh, that I really need to get around to. And um, yeah, this one isn't, we've talked about this one somewhat recently. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be too much of a surprise for people. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, so yeah, this one shouldn't be a surprise. You, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I need to get around to this and I've been dragging my feet. But this game is Immortality. Um, everyone knows Immortality by this point. Sam Barlow joint does a lot of the FMV games. Uh, very cinematic, very uh, interesting stuff he does in all of his games. but. This one seems like this is the best chance for me to be into it. Um, I, I've purchased her story, but I've never tried it. Uh, Telling Lies sounds interesting, and they got the guy from Upgrade in it, and he's in other stuff too. I want to say he's in The Invitation, which I really love The Invitation. Not the most recent Invitation. I'm talking about like the indie kind of suspense slash horror movie that came out a couple years ago that not a lot of people have seen, but it's really fucking good. I like that movie a lot. They got that actor in it, and they got some other slightly familiar actors in uh, Telling Lies, but I was just like, ah, it's too espionage buzzwordy. I got to remember all these terms. Like, it just didn't seem like my type of thing. Like, when I heard Greg Miller say, oh, here's my whole page of notes that I made while playing Telling Lies, I had so much fun, and I'm like, I don't want to take notes to play a video game. That just doesn't sound like it's for me. But immortality seems like it's more up my alley because a it's all about film it's all about like sets and characters and behind the scenes clips and all this stuff and it's different eras of film and for as much as i talk about video games on this podcast i am like a bit of a film nerd not enough to where like i'm crazy about it but like i'll say it like this i care enough about movies that i saw what's the name of that movie suspiria which is like a foreign horror movie um from like the 70s or something like that i just watched that on a whim a couple years ago because i was like oh, i just i feel like i should watch that because it's like a sore piece of film it like did a lot of cool stylistic things that no one else has done and i care about that type of stuff so yes nowadays my film watching has kind of stagnated i really only keep up with like the big things that I go out to the theater with friends for. I only check out the like really popular things so I can have a take. But when I'm watching in the past, I have been the type of person to watch a bunch of like indie films. I'll watch a foreign film here or there. I remember the latest Quentin Tarantino movie. None of my friends wanted to see it. So I just watched it alone in theaters. Like I'm, I'm one of those. So I care about film is the point I'm trying to make. And so uh, immortality seems like it's going to tap into a lot of that type of passion of mine. Uh, and from what I've been hearing, it's a lot less buzzwordy. It's not about, oh, they said this term. Well, then let me search this term and see what other clips I can find using that term. It's more visual based. 
So there's like different props that will be in these clips and you can zoom in on a prop to see when it was used on in a different clip. Uh, that just sounds way more up my alley because I'm a visual person. I'm a visual learner, all that good stuff. So it makes so much more sense to me to do it that way. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be something I can stick with longer. Plus, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I can play it on a console. I can use my controls. Uh, I can play it on Steam Deck because I can just boot up the Game Pass on cloud there. And that might be a good one to start chipping away at, at in bed a couple days ago or for the next few days or something. Um, but yeah, I just like movies and I like and also immortality is doing the thing that I very, think very adult game. Yeah, well, it's a very an adult game. Yes. Um, but that's not even too much of a concern. I've I've watched adult. Well, I was going to say I've watched adult films, but that has a different connotation <laughs> than I played an adult game. Um, but then again, both connotations are correct in any case. But um, yes, I. I, there is like some violence, some nudity, a lot of that stuff. But the thing I'm more excited about when it comes to uh, immortality, the thing that I've realized that I like whenever people talk about a movie or a game or anything, if, if it's just a bunch of people saying, it's so good, don't look up anything about it. That makes me want to find out what it is. Like that just gets me so curious. That is the reason why... One of these nights, I, I keep playing fucking video games instead of doing this, but one of these nights, I want to watch Barbarian on HBO Max because that's a horror movie. I don't really do horror movies, but literally everyone's like, it's amazing. Don't look anything up. So it makes me want to just watch it and see what happens. Um, I've done that a couple times. I'm looking at my little diary here. I'm on Letterboxd right now because <laughs> we're talking about uh, movies or a game about movies. So I brought up the website about movies. I did that a while ago with um, Heathers. I keep hearing everyone talks about Heathers, how it's like this classic and whatnot. So I just watched it on a whim for free one night. And I was like, oh, that is, I don't like it. It's very interesting, though. Just a very, very interesting. Same thing with Bound, another movie where I heard a lot about it. And it's, uh, have you ever heard of Bound? No. Long story short, know. Bound is the Wachowski sisters, their first movie um before they were sisters even so and bound is from i hear a lot about bound from like queer communities because it is it's a lesbian love story but it is like doing a lot of things it's like a kind of thriller robbery type of story but it's doing a lot of things where in movies there's a lot of imagery when it's like a man and a woman there's a lot of imagery of like you use phallic symbols to represent the man and the power. And like, even like the gun is like a phallic symbol. There's like a lot of, you know, theory and stuff written about that. But they were like, how can we transfer like the power and all that stuff, but not have it be a phallic symbol since it's a lesbian thing? And they approach it in a way that I'm like, oh, that does make a lot of sense. I do think that's a really cool kind of transfer of that type of gaze. So, um, and plus, Bound is just a really solid film overall. Some great performances and just really tense, suspenseful atmosphere the entire time. So uh, check out Bound if you can find it on the internet somewhere. I had to find it. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't just on a streaming service. I had to go searching for it. But it was a fun watch. Uh, yeah, I'll watch these random movies. I forget the tangent I was going on. But I'll watch these like random things and they can get just because I hear talk about them. Like... If you just say, oh, it's good, don't, don't, if you just say, oh, it's good, don't look up anything, then I will just sit there and watch it without knowing anything about it. That is sometimes the most fun that 
that a movie can be for me. Oh, I was trying to look through here to see if there was one that I just watched off of just straight up hearsay and word of mouth without checking out anything. Um, what is it? I think we need to talk about Kevin is one where I just heard that it was a really depressing, sad movie. And to the point where it was like shocking. So I'm like, all right, what the fuck could this be? Because that title doesn't lead me to think it's sad. And goddamn, that movie is upsetting. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so yeah, long story short, I'm going to play Immortality just because the talk about it is just overwhelmingly positive, but teasingly vague. So I'm very excited to see what the fuck that could mean. So whoop de doo how about you? Um, so yeah, that's enough about Immortality. Tell us about the last game on your list that you want to make sure you get around to as well. Um, just before we get to that game, mm-hmm. because we're talking about movies that that we watched uh, or they that have been watched on a whim. Mm. Okay, uh, I'm trying to find it because it is actually a really, really great film. Mm. I'm ready for this one. I don't know what it could be. I'm trying, I'm trying to guess like if I will know it or not. <laughs> uh, the way way back. Oh, I've heard of that one. Is that the one with uh, Josh Peck? No, it's the one with uh, Steve Carell. Oh, okay. I do not remember this one. Steve Steve Carell, Tony Collette, Allison Janney, um, Sam Rockwell. It's it's an all-star cast. Yeah, it's pretty stacked. Yeah, I'm looking at it on on Letterboxd right now. Over the course of his summer break, a teenager comes into his own, thanks in part to the friendship he strikes up with one of the park's managers. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I, I feel like I've seen a trailer of this when I was a kid, but remember nothing about it now. Perhaps, you know what? I'm at it to my watch list. I'll see if I can come around to that one. That yeah, sounds the, interesting. Like, the thing is, uh, Steve Carell is like the, he's kind of top build, but he's like, he is a, he's not really in the, like, he's playing against type. Oh, so he's not like funny in this. No, he's, he's, he's a much, he's a bit of an asshole. Or, or no, oh. not, not a bit. He's a, he is an asshole in this film. So he's more Fox catcher or Little Miss Sunshine than The Office. Yeah, and Sam Rockwell is like, this is if you want, if you if anyone if listeners if any, if if you if you want to see a, a depiction of a character that is just definition of cool, Sam Rockwell in the way way back. Hmm. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. He's known to kill it in almost everything I see him in. I'm like, oh yeah, Sam Rock Sam Rockwell's killing it again. Um, he's in G-Force, the hamster movie. I, I'm looking this up on, <laughs> I just clicked his name on Letterbox and just showed me all this shit. And I'm like, no fucking way he's in G-Force, but. Okay. Um, oh, he's in G-Force. yeah, uh, this, this game I brought up, mm-hmm. um, new tales from the borderlands. Yes. Because I'm forcing myself to review it. God bless you for doing that. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's only like 10 hours. Yeah, it's it's not even that it's like a long, grueling process. It's not like Gotham Knights, where if you didn't like Gotham Knights and it was a 50-hour epic, there'd be a problem. But uh, Tales from the Borderlands is just one of those where I don't think it's even going to... The first one... Again? The first one is... Like, the first game is just... I hold that game in high reverie. Yes, I think all of all of us do. Anyone who's played it, it's like... One of the funniest games of all time. One of the most surprising games of all time. It's just so great. But man, I just whenever I look at whenever I see things about it and then I see the reviews now that it's out, it's like it just doesn't seem like it's it seems like it's middling. It seems like the equivalent of since we were talking about movies earlier, all those like Netflix originals that just get put up there for as like genre fodder, like 
no disrespect to uh, Amelia Clark, but that Christmas romantic comedy movie that she was in a couple years ago, no one was sitting there like, oh, this is going to win Oscars. <laughs> like, no one was sitting there like, oh, this is about to be the greatest film of all time. But if you were in the mood for that, it would be fine enough. It would definitely satiate your hunger. I feel like the same case is here with Tales from the Borderlands, where like, if you want a funny kind of adventure gamey type thing, it's, it's probably going to satiate your hunger. But Monkey Island came out a couple weeks ago, <laughs> a couple weeks before. So it's like, probably play Monkey Island if you want a modern one of those. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it, it's just not going to be the biggest hit in any specific niche it's aiming for. So why entertain it, it feels like. But it, it seems like you've been playing it a little bit. I mean, how are you feeling about it? If you've Have you started it at all? No, um, the thing I was going to get into was... <laughs> I, I had um. So I have three Elgato devices. Mm-hmm. I have the 4K 60s plus, the HD 60s, and then the just plain old Elgato game capture. Mm-hmm. And I was okay. going to use I was going to use the what the Elgato game capture HD for retro stuff. Um, but I realized I could just buy adapters that I could just plug like. Um, like I have a, I bought or I, I got a um, a a PS like a, a GameCube to um, HDMI adapter, mm, a, okay, an Xbox like an original Xbox to HDMI adapter, mm-hmm. and the only real console I have that actually has this whole thing that works like with like adapter adapter wise is my. Elgato wire. There's my uh, the one that came with came with the Elgato for PS3. Oh, okay, wow. Like it's the only one, it's, that is the only one out of any of the Elgato like stuff I purchased that will work. That seems like either that cable's really good or something's wrong with those devices. I think I just oh. I think I just fell into bad luck. Oh wow, yeah. But I I was getting ready to I wanted to capture footage of the game because it helped me. Greatly, if I could just play the game, or like record each episode, because like they're roughly two hours. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going out there trying to complete everything, yeah, pretty brief. Um, I was using my HD 60s, and that had it at it basically cut off uh, parts of the screen. Oh, and I noticed that hey, um, my, my picture's screwed up. Like the whole thing is the whole. The whole display screwed up, so I tried looking, seeing if there was anything I could do about it. Nothing, so I decided, you know what, I'm gonna give the 4K 60s Plus a try again after I stopped using it. After Elgato support got me nowhere after I think the third or fourth time. Dang. Huh. So did it change? So, did your results change at all? Yeah. Oh, turns hallelujah. out I was using the. Uh, what was it? I was using the. I had been using the automatic um, software, built like built-in software. When in reality, I have to be using my um, my my graphic, my video, my GPU. Oh, okay. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, like have it, have everything encoding that way. Hmm. Well, gosh darn. But well, I'm hey, worried. Now, now that we got a fix. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm a bit worried because the 16-minute Gotham Knights video I did that was. 2k or 4k it was like mm-hmm. it was like 1440p 
Oh boy. Yeah, that that 16 minute video was almost 10 gigs. Good God. <laughs> but to be fair, I have I do have the space on my hard drive because I I wiped I got rid of a bunch of stuff that I I I still had like like a bunch of stuff, a bunch of old LPs I still had on my um my external hard drive. Hard like, drive, yeah. Yeah, like the the Samurai Jack one. Oh wow, yeah, that's from a while ago. Uh, the the Star Wars uh, Squadrons one, basically ones I I didn't need like, and I've just been, I've had to deal with certain things like, I was cutting up a um, the Batman LP I I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I had to break up like a one episode into four three three to four parts because um the the current playthrough or the current LP on the channel of the quarry which. I'm surprised one of that. I'm surprised two of those episodes did better than expected. Yeah, some of them are just getting. Well, actually, I'll say. Hold on, let me look at which one it is. Let me it's pull up the episode. Uh, part I think uh, episode or part eleven got forty something views. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, part eleven. What was the what was the title on that one? Camptown Radio Evil Dead. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I I was gonna say one of them might have gotten a lot of views based off of like the title of it. Yeah, yeah. Camptown Radio Evil Dead. I not sure why that one popped off so much, but very exciting think, nonetheless. Yeah, because it's like it's it's an straight up Easter egg to um like you'll what happens in Evil Dead too. Oh, okay. That's really dope. Yeah, and then what episode four popped off a little bit as well. That's very impressive. Yeah, because I saw one of our friends, uh, Ty. Uh, he shared one of the one of the Quarry Let's Play videos, and I'm like, "Oh, that's really nice of him." So yeah, I was like, "Oh, maybe that's the one that popped off." It is not the one that popped off, but <laughs> it's, it's cool to see that we're getting views on those. I, I know that definitely a lot of work, and to capture that footage at that high definition is a fuck ton of work as well, and a lot of storage space. But yeah, and, I'll say and this, lo- and a lot of editing yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of editing too that is correct i will say for the love of god if you start running out of like hard drive space do not hesitate to just go back to 1080p because for most people it's going to be perfectly fine people are watching these videos on their 1440p monitor most people aren't pulling up a youtube video in 4k unless they're a weird sicko like me so you're definitely fine if if it becomes a hassle at any point to get these out in 4k i know my computer can't even handle 4k editing so i don't but um yeah it's definitely it's definitely something that you want to consider when it comes to tales from the borderlands if you're going to record that one as well um but yeah if you do uh, record that one perhaps i'll watch your videos instead of playing the game just to see if i'm missing anything like accessibility wise it's great there's there are options to alter the timer like the decision timer or oh. there's an option to just get rid of it completely hmm. which Gee like that's actually a really that's what would it technically count as an innovation i don't know if it's an innovation because i'll tell you the um all those fmv games from i think wales interactive a lot of those let you take off the timer nowadays too like i played Bloodsport a while back and you could just stop the timer there but it is definitely something that even if it is not the first time it's been done, I'm glad to see they're adopting it in a wider trend. Yeah, and ever since I made that um, that Gotham Knights video, I've not been able to get the recording software to work since because it 
thinks that the Elgato is my camera. <laughs> God damn it. Or thinks that it's my webcam. Uh, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Um, yeah. Actually, I think I have... Let me see, because my my software, it doesn't like misrepresent my Elgato, but I think it does have it as one of the selectable camera inputs so I could like display my gameplay as if it was a camera feed. So I don't know if that's uh, here. I'm trying to look it up right now and see. I don't know if that's a bug or if it's just because like it should probably still be coming up there. I just don't think it should be the only place it should be coming up. It should also be coming up as a other device like you've talked about before um i'm looking through here to see because yeah, like is my elgato. i'm i'm tempted tempted to just take the uh, my elgato game capture hd and just send it to josh because <laughs> i mean he, 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 he doesn't have a um like i, I was like hey uh do you want to do something do like some a game night co-op thing for scroll and violet and he's like i have no game capture for for, for, for that and there's there's no way to like there's there's no Twitch integration on uh, Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. Like Nintendo's too old for that. That's true. Or they're not too old. They're just too ignorant. So, yeah, they're like you're 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 twitching your limbs. What <laughs> you're twitching your limbs? Oh no, we gotta fire somebody for that. Can't have our players twitching. What will what will the New York Times think? <laughs> Meanwhile, the New York Times are on Twitch. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That. That. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I did. I did see. Um. That. Like there was like a. Um. Beer, like there was like a discussion warning, with the uh, hmm. new tales from the Borderlands. Like a content warning. Yeah. Hmm. Like a. Um. This game. Like this. This game features. Um. Like violence. Something violence. Violence and inequality. Hmm. What could that mean? I mean, I I never thought this game was going to be like a happy-go-lucky, just joy fest. But because even the first game had some rough moments, but huh, I wonder what that could mean. I will say though, shout out to this. I forget the name of the character because as soon as I thought of it, it left my brain instantly. There's one character in the Borderlands franchise, apparently, because I haven't been picking up on this. There's one character that's been transitioning throughout the throughout the Borderlands games. And now they have fully completed their uh, transition. I for, I'm pretty sure they were female going to male, but I don't remember what the character is. Like I remember seeing like the character because they have a new name and like a new look and everything. So I didn't recognize the character. Maybe uh, it's the one breaking, from breaking, breaking news. Yes. Uh, Netflix acquired Spry, Spry Fox. Oh, what is oh, Spry? Okay, let me. I got to see what Spry Fox is known for. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. Netflix becomes even more and more entrenched into the games industry. Oh, they've made some things that people know. I've played a little bit of Road Not Taken, which they've made. Triple Town, Cozy Grove is one that I've heard a lot of good talk about. Bushido Bear, Alpha Bear. It seems like they make a lot of cute, wholesome games. I'm not even gonna say mobile games, but like I could see a lot of their games on apple arcade or something um so yeah the fact that they're picked up by netflix yeah i can imagine get ready to see cozy grove playable on your phone on netflix within the next couple months oh, oh more breaking news everybody more breaking news maybe even more important than the thing i just that we were we were talking about right now the cloverfield limited edition steelbook 15th anniversary edition is up for pre-order on amazon right now 
gonna going gonna I'm gonna go get that right now. Uh, because you said that uh, contradiction, the old video murder mystery is on sale. Oh, well, <laughs> here you go. I love, Everything's popping I love, up. I love everything about that game. Uh, I think you're talking about Flack with Borderlands. Flack? Hold up. Wait. F like, K. Yeah, that's one of the characters from Borderlands Two. I think so. Um, no, it's a Borderlands Three character. Hold the phone. Really? Uh, the robot? Hold up. Well, I'm I'm looking it up. I'm looking okay. it up. Flack is non-binary. Okay, that makes sense. Um, huh. I'm looking at the wiki, and it's only showing me stuff. It's only showing me that they are in Borderlands Three, but maybe they're under like a different character name. <laughs> this is. A lot. Let me see. I'm, I should just type in Borderland Tales from the Borderlands trans character. Uh, Zane. Because yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's really cool. I have no idea wh- wh- who who this character is anymore because it's been a long time since I've kept up with the lore like that. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm in it. So I know the new character's name is Lore, like L O R. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, who. <laughs> Because here's the thing, I don't want to like dead name a fictional character, but like, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I know. Okay, I know this character. It's a non-playable character. Oh, okay, it's a okay. They were from a the Rise and Grind quest from Borderlands Three. Oh wait, that character, the coffee. Okay, I literally just did this quest like last like last week or two. All right, I know this character. That's really cool. I. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it definitely makes sense for their personality. Oh man, I, I'm very, I'm very excited. I, I that kind of makes me want to play now because replaying Borderlands Three recently, I'm getting into the characters, I'm getting into everything because I want to be in this world when I was playing it finally. Yeah, Lord, cool. I forget the, I forget his name previously, but I know who that was previously. Definitely. Wow, I'm fucked up now. I did not expect to like know who this was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah good on that so long story short tales from the borderlands there's some reasons to care but right now eh, i'm gonna wait to see what you think about it come to your review that's all i'm gonna say so yeah shoopty whoopty on that um and so yeah any other things to say about tales from the borderlands before we go on to the what we're playing segment and then skedaddle on out i hope i have a good time that's all yeah I hope you do too, <laughs> for all of for oh, not just I, your sakes, for everyone's sake. And I probably am just gonna t- t- take that uh, thing and take the thing and stick it, or ch- not stick it, change it, change that option to uh, from fourteen forty to ten eighty. Yeah, definitely do that. That's gonna probably have a lot less hassles for you. So, yeah, looking forward to both those videos and that review in the future. Uh, but in the meantime, speaking of reviews, there's a game that I'm playing that I intend to review very soon. I, y'all, oh man, okay. I'm, I might be about to make a bad decision, but, uh, cause Amazon is showing me recommendations. I already pre ordered the Cloverfield thing, but a while ago, I bought a new desk. That's what I'm using right now. I've been using it for a while. There's some small quirks here, there that I don't love about the desk. It, this is the second option from the desk I originally intended to buy, but it was out of stock when I was ready to buy. The, the desk that I, wanted to buy is on sale again and i'm looking at it and i'm like maybe i'll do some measurements to see if it will fit my monitors better than this one right here does and maybe i'll go for it and then swap it out with this desk but i don't know dog 
I might just buy another desk for no fucking reason. Do it. I'll, 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 it's the page is open. I'll save it for after I'm done with the podcast. If I, if we wrap enough, if we, if we wrap up with enough time for me to browse this desk before I go to work, then sure, I'll go for it. Um, so yeah, let's, with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the what we're playing segment and the games that we've been playing. And let me just go ahead and kick it off here because I really got to get out. I, I have to talk about this in a public forum because last time we talked about Elden Ring, it started with me being like, this is really hard. I don't know if I can do this. I might I might end up hopping off of this. Then the next time I talked about it on here, I was like, okay, it's still very difficult, but I am finally making progress. I can see a way forward. So maybe y'all are right about this game. I don't know, but I, I just need to play it more and we'll see. Since that last time, I have been consumed. <laughs> <laughs> by Elden Ring. And Al, let me tell you how severe my love for Elden Ring is becoming. Bayonetta 3 came out on the 28th. I got Bayonetta 3 in, so I, I took like a nap on Friday because I was off all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Took a nap, woke up, Bayonetta 3 was, it was at the house. Like, I had it. I it was It was in my possession. I could just go outside, get it out the street, and boom, I have it. You know what I did instead of going outside and getting the box? I played Elden Ring on Steam Deck <laughs> for like three or four hours until I lost track of time and had to go eat food. And then after that, I kept playing. Ooh, excuse me. I thought I got a message. Sorry. Uh, so after that, I stopped and said, all right, let's stream some Bayonetta. About 8.30 or so, I streamed Bayonetta 3, which I'll be talking about next. Uh, had fun with that. As soon as I ended the stream, you know what I did, Al? <laughs> you want to guess what I did as soon as I ended that stream? Went back to Elden Ring. Went back to fucking Elden Ring. Not only did I play a bunch of it on deck, I played it until about, so I wrapped up the stream about, I don't know, maybe a couple minutes before midnight. Played it until 6 a.m. And then about 6 a.m., I was like, all right, let's see. I've been having a problem with Elden Ring on my PC because it runs great on Steam Deck. On PC, I can't get a controller to work no matter what. No matter what I plug in, no matter what settings I change, I couldn't get a controller to work. So I said, all right, let me outsmart the system. Let me stream it from my PC to my Steam Deck and see if it'll recognize my Steam Deck's controls. It didn't recognize that either. So I was like, fuck, what the fuck am I going to do? So I went on a Google spree to try and figure out like what the fuck's going on. Apparently... From software games specifically have this problem. If you have anything plugged into your computer that is even remotely close to a controller, it will recognize that as a second controller. And it's only going to recognize the first one. And if you have any other controllers input into your computer, it just won't recognize anything. So I was like, fuck, I'm out of luck. I don't even know which one's triggering it. So I, I was worried. Someone shared a little piece of software that literally whenever you open up any type of application it mutes all other inputs from being recognized as controllers except for one which is your controller and so yeah i got elden ring working on pc and dude it looks so much better on pc like on a full-fledged non-handheld system i'm running it at 60 frames i'm pretty sure it's at 1440p um i might have reduced it to 1080 i don't remember but it's it's running great i'm getting 60 frames pretty solidly throughout the entire game and it just feels so much more epic. It just it just feels great, man. And I've been playing it. And I think the thing that really crossed over in my mind is just that um, 
I, I knew what the review said and I knew what people said. It's one of those games where, yes, it'll be difficult. If you want to just go through the main story campaign, it's going to be really hard to just stay stay consistent and stay on the level of every boss that you come across and every enemy you come across. But I didn't realize how fun it was going to be when they say, hey, you don't have to just run to boss to boss. You can just explore. You can find little items, find little collectibles, find new upgrades, and then come back and be stronger once you come back around. It is so much fun. Like, I don't know any of the lore. I don't know any of the story. I pick up on none of that. But there are just so many different types of creatures you're coming across, so many different types of environments in different quadrants of the map that you're coming across. And it's just fun seeing, like, what new creature designs they come up with, what devious little attack patterns they'll have next. Like, it's very fun. And then also, I, I have been upgrading myself to the point where I'm still using the starting weapon, but I have taken it to the the smithing person and gotten it upgraded so much to where I'm swipe. I'm not killing bosses in like a small amount of hits, but the little sliver of health that I take off of bosses has been increasing more and more over the hours I've played. And it's gotten to the point where every now and then I'll beat a boss and I'll say, Oh, I could beat this boss. I must be good enough for these other two or three bosses that I just ran away from because I wasn't strong enough. Like I literally had the experience last night where uh, I think Godfried is the name of the boss that I beat. It, it's one where halfway through the boss, you get him down to half health and he chops off his arm and there's like a dead dragon on the side of the arena. He takes off the head and the long neck of that dragon and attaches it to his arm. And now suddenly he's breathing fire from this dragon's arm. And now you have to deal with that the rest of the boss fight. Um, but I beat that boss finally. I, I could have gotten him solo, but then I realized I came across a character right before I got to the boss that was like, Hey, if you fight this boss, let me know so I can get my revenge on him as well. And I was like, all right, don't know how I can bring you over to the arena, but that's fine. Didn't realize there was a summoning pool right next to the arena before I go in that I could just summon that character and they just walk in with me. And now he's not trying to swing at me the whole time. Now he's trying to swing at this other character so I can go in from the back and get some cheap hits. Or I can summon my little three wolves. And now he his attention is split up a bunch of times from all these wolves. It's just. It's just so good. <laughs> it's just really good. Uh, it's just, there's so much versatility in the game. There's so many, it, it's so accommodating. It's not, I was so just afraid of these From Software games being difficult to the point of like, you have to get it right or else, and that's it. But Elden Ring is so accommodating to let you go off and explore and get like a lower level challenge and then use the experience from that to embiggen yourself embolden yourself so you can tackle the stronger challenges when you are stronger yourself and it's really fucking good i am so mad because i was ready to write this one off <laughs> but uh, now josh has someone in his corner for that game speaking of uh, speaking of getting angry at something i imagine, imagine sony's angry hmm. I, don't know if, I don't know if you saw the tweet that uh, went out someone messed up rps playstation direct screwed up because someone bought a call of duty modern <laughs> warfare 2 bundle and got PS5 bundle, you got the God of War Ragnarok, Ragnarok one instead. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I just, I saw the tweet. My, I just went over to Twitter and saw it. Yeah, that's that's insane. <sighs> these these spoilers are gonna come hot and heavy. Good lord. Well, hey, it is what it is. I'll, I'll say this: just be careful out there if you're on the internet. If you're on the internet with god of war just don't search god of war don't say god of war near your alexa i'm already screwed because i've said it multiple times near both of these products um 
But in any case, yeah, that's a wild story. But yeah, uh, Elden Ring, it's very, very good. I'm glad that I tried it out finally. Um, the only problem is I've put 20 hours into this game total so far. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm mad that I clicked with this game right as Bayonetta 3 came out. That's the problem. Where I just got obsessed with it like the night before Bayonetta, and now I've just been wanting to play that most and more than anything else. To the point where I love Bayonetta. I'll talk about it in a second, but I love that game. I've been anticipating it for so long, but I just, I, I'm just in the mood for the feelings I get from Elden Ring right now. So it's going to be a struggle, but I think I'm just going to, just going to put down Elden Ring for a minute and just brute forth my way through Bayonetta because it is a relatively short game. Should be able to make my way through it pretty quickly. So yeah, that's yeah, enough. That's enough about Elden Ring. Go ahead. I, I found out some bad, some stuff about the, about uh, Hell in the Teller and, yeah, uh, Jennifer Hale. Wait, what's up with Jen did Jennifer Hale do something, or it's just like that controversy? Apparently, she's an autism truther. Jennifer Hale is. Yep. <laughs> what? Oh, I mean, dude. <laughs> God fucking. I mean, damn yeah, it. like there's. I imagine there are truthers out there in every for everything. I mean, yeah, that's probably true, but also it's like, what? I, I don't even remember, know. remember when life was. When life wasn't like this, when it was just like Greg Miller, like on kind of funny, Greg was kept making the joke like he's gonna say a certain thing if he won the trending, like the uh, best. Like, oh, yeah, he he's just gonna say a slur. <laughs> no, no, it was to say a certain thing was an inside job. Oh, that's it. I remember that. I remember he was gonna say something offensive when he won the game award, and everyone was nervous when he got up there. Yeah, and yeah. then he delivers, the man delivers a really good speech. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah, the ins I forgot the inside job joke. That that was de man. We have come so far. <laughs> no, we have we have fallen so far since that. We yeah, California has come down the hole. Yeah, California has risen since that. That is very very true. Um, but yeah, yeah. what a wild uh, time. I've been playing Spider Man and Fallout New Vegas on my Steam Deck. I just want New, New Vegas. I just booted up. Just see how it runs. Hell yeah. I did the same thing. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Spider-Man, you've been playing through on Steam Deck? Or is just another test testing thing? No, like I've, I've been playing like I, mean, I was at first I was worried because I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this like I don't know how this feels chief. Like I've been I've been like the, for the amount I did play, I played with the controller on PC. Ah, OK. But I will say that game is beautiful on Steam Deck. Oh, for sure. For sure. It looks really, really good. Um, I don't think you can get it to a 60 frames per second quite, but it it runs very smoothly as well. Um, to the point where I've thought about picking up Spider-Man on Steam Deck, but haven't because I don't know. I have it on consoles already. <laughs> I don't. That's a game where I don't want to replay the entire thing again. You know? Yeah. Like the only, the only reason I'm replaying it is. Um... Something just dropped from Sony on PC. Was, oh, is it Sackboy? Sackboy and Uncharted. But Uncharted. Yeah, Uncharted. Un Uncharted is, is that's the whole another thing on its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Which is, yeah. I want to play a AAA Sony game on, on a Steam Deck. Because <laughs> I, I already went through the process of beating God of War. I already beat Horizon Zero Dawn. And I, was, I should have I put Forbidden West as a game to get back to. 
Forbidden West would be a great one. That is definitely <laughs> one you should go back to because I'm going to be Honestly, I feel that, like I'm going to be going hard for that, but I played so many games this year. I don't know anymore. Like that may be the, that that might be the game that is mentioned by at least you and me for more like most slept on. Yeah, because it does feel slept on. But at the same time, I'm starting to realize why it is being slept on. And maybe that comes into account when we talk about it. But um, yeah, besides that, though, uh, yeah, I really if you're looking to play a, a Sony game on Steam Deck, I now I know you're going to laugh. Or people listening might laugh. I really do think Days Gone is probably the best for the Steam Deck because it is such a it's slow paced, but not in like a tedious way. It's just like imagine if The Last of Us was open world and how methodical you move in The Last of Us because every single little frame is animated perfectly and you know, you have to depict like oh, they gotta get off the horse and on the horse, and in the case of Days Gone on the bike and off the bike, like Imagine a whole game where every animation is played out in real time, but it's an open world game. Like it, it, it's slow paced because of that. But if you are into that whole biker type of story and like biker culture, like I do think it's legitimately like good game. Like I played it for quite a bit because kind of funny was going to do a video about it and then they didn't because they're cowards. But <laughs> uh, when I was playing it, I couldn't help but get that feeling similar to what I get with like a lot of Ubisoft games where I don't want to sit down at my big ass TV and my big screen home theater experience. So, so to speak and do very repetitive things over and over again in this world. I want to see some big set pieces. I want to see big action. I want something new, something exciting, something visually stimulating every time. And much of something like Days Gone or something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or something. A lot of those games don't have too much of that for the big screen. So I think Days Gone will be a good one to put on Steam Deck. It is verified as well. And plus, that's going to be cheaper than the God of Wars of the world. Uh, but yeah, that's just me. Also, Horizon 1's on there, but you already played Horizon 1. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of games you could play on there. I think whenever it comes out, Returnal is going to be perfect on Steam Deck. That's just going to be a no fucking brainer. And I would pick it up on Steam Deck if I didn't already spend like, what, 50 bucks on PSN and it's already on PlayStation Plus. So I shouldn't have even done that. So um, plenty of regrets. But yeah, if you're just looking to play like it seems like you're just looking to play some like big AAA expensive things on Steam Deck. huh? Actually, I have um, I installed Witcher uh, 3. Hmm. Ooh, should I pick that up on Steam? Yeah, it's definitely worth it on a like if if your PC if your PC can run like really really good games, like if you can run Elden Ring, <laughs> it, it it I know it can run The Witcher Three because I booted it up on GOG once. So yeah, like yeah, and if, and if you want to play a retro game that is um, like really horrible, like horrible in terms of like this this is like like and this is a living nightmare. I have no mouth okay. and I have no mouth and I must scream. I've I've watched the video about that game it, as well. It's so, so good. Yeah, it's very it's one that I hear a lot of good things about. So it's definitely it's, it's like it's, a modern or an old classic, I guess. Yeah, it came out like 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a modern classic from 30 years ago. Um, yeah, it's definitely one that I should investigate. It's just one of those where it's so old, it's kind of intimidating because of it. So Perhaps I'll get to it. Perhaps I won't. I'm not going to make any guarantees quite yet, but 
I have interest, I'll say. Definitely okay. has some interest. Since we have five minutes left, we'll talk about Bayonetta 3. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. God, I did not realize we were that close on time. All right, Bayonetta 3. Here's what's up with Bayonetta 3. Played it during the stream. Well, for I'll okay. I'm going to go a little bit over my heart out at 4 o'clock, so that's just obvious, but I'm not going to go too far over. Bayonetta 3, first things first, I did buy the costume. I had it made. They had a website where they would you gave them your proportions. They'd make it around your proportions. Got it made at China, and it got sent to me. I didn't think it was going to make it, actually, because uh, I ordered it a month in advance, and they say, oh, you might need like a month and a half for it to get to you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. But they sent it, and it got here the day before. And I put it on the day of, just a couple hours before. I actually put it on right before we recorded Spoonful that day. Uh, and y'all... My fat ass could get in the suit. <laughs> and it's not, uh, you know what? I was going to say it's not that I'm fat, but actually it is that the ass is too big because I tried put just putting on the pants part because it's one big ass leather suit. It's like just, it's one piece with a lot of holes. I try to put my legs through and my legs could go in there, but it couldn't go all the way through my thighs. Like the gap, there's like a good seven inches between the crotch of the pants and my actual crotch. And it just won't, I can't pull it up far enough to close. And that was upsetting. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, well, how about the armholes? How about the, or is that going to work? My arms are just wide enough to where it's really hard to get that thing all the way on there. And I gave them the measurements. Like I measured my biceps, my thighs, my waist, all that stuff. Measured everything a month ago. And in that month, and, you know, like I said, for the last couple months, been working this warehouse job. Think about this warehouse job. I'm lifting a lot of heavy items, which means I am getting slightly more muscle mass regularly. Like my arms are like, well, I don't work out or anything. And I said this on the stream and everything. I don't work out or anything, but my arms are big enough to where it looks like I do a little bit, just like a little bit. And because of that, my arms got too big for the fucking costume. And it's a fucking L because I spent a lot of money on this costume. <laughs> You want to guess how much money I spent on this dumb bit? $300. Oh, God. Okay. That's, that's more than I'd be willing to part ways with. Uh, I spent a little under 200 Oh, okay. I, I, I spent like 180 something like that, um, which isn't awful, but is awful when there's nothing to show for it. So um, don't know what I'm going to do with that costume. I, I have the gloves. The gloves fit, kind of. Um, the fingers are too short and my fingers are very long. So the, the webbing is kind of weird. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do with the costume. Maybe I'll lose weight and get into it. Probably not. Maybe I'll sell it. I don't know. Maybe I'll just have it forever and put my daughter in it when she becomes 18. That's weird. I don't like that sentence. I just <laughs> said, um, I don't know. I really don't know what I'm going to do with it. So that's an L on the costume, but for the game itself, I got the masquerade edition. So I got my little, exclusive special covers for Bayonetta 1 and 2, so I'm going to put those games in here soon enough, but um, playing Bayonetta 3, I played it on stream, so you can, actually I should put a link to the stream down here so y'all can just watch me play if you really care and watch me be halfway in the Bayonetta costume because I couldn't pull it all the way up and I explained it on stream but uh, I like it it was definitely, they really take their time getting you back to God-killing strength um, the first couple of combat sequences in the game, they don't give you all of her abilities, so it felt very slow, and I was very worried that they fucked up the combat somehow, but then eventually you get all the combos you're familiar with, you're getting your demons that you can make a slave of in the game, 
Uh, and it's just really fun to be able to get these combos and to do all these stylish activities once again. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. But then also, uh, how do I say this? The story is, there isn't too much to the story yet. Like, I'm still playing with Viola, but I've I've lost track of Viola at this point. I think I'm in a different dimension or something at this point because Viola is nowhere to be found. Viola being the new side character that the game kind of opens up with. Uh, the opening is really somber as well. Like, I thought that the game was bugged because you don't hear music in the game until, like, the second chapter. <laughs> like, because the opening is so somber and so sad that they really don't want to, like, cancel out the sadness with upbeat Bayonetta music. So they really, really wait for that Bayonetta intro that you're used to because whenever she comes in on screen, her first introduction in her, like, full costume it's like super extravagant and super over the top. So they really wait to give you that that reveal. But when they give it to you, it hits. I really like that part. And I think I'm going to I'm really digging the combat. I'm really digging like how they're doing the time trials and the little challenges this time around. I'm really digging how big the levels are, because, yes, as people have said in the reviews, these things look like PlayStation 3 launch title environments. They are not detailed environments at all. But they're very large. There's a lot to explore. There's a lot to find in the little nooks and crannies of these levels. It kind of reminds me of The Last of Us Part Two sometimes in how big these levels are. Um, and they're way less tedious to traverse because Bayonetta is a mystical witch who can run very fast in her, in her demon form. Uh, and yeah, I'm having fun with it. I, I'm very early in it. I think I've only played maybe an hour total. Well, I played on stream for two hours. But I'm probably like an hour and a half through the game so far. I understand that this game's about eight hours long, so I'll probably have it done by the end of the week, maybe a little longer. But um, as long as I don't play more fucking Elden Ring or something. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. The combat's good. There's a photo mode, which I didn't realize, which I've discovered on stream. Like it's a, a full ass photo mode with like camera positioning and filters and shit. It's like, oh man, this is cool. But also, we're taking pictures of this fucking. 520p <laughs> video game like how great are these pictures gonna be but uh it's coming out fine i'm enjoying my time with it i'm gonna be playing it some more i'm just very nervous about the story because that's the one thing i hear everyone talk about is that oh the combat's great the game's fun the ending is really disappointing and i hear that a lot from the queer community which makes me think the story is going to go a certain way that's going to disappoint the queer community and i can put together what those reasons might be and honestly, for me, that might mess it up a little bit for me, too. Not to the same degree, but it might sour me a little bit on it. So I'm just very nervous the entire time I'm playing. I'm just like, oh, is this foreshadowing that? And I'm just like thinking about that constantly. So uh, I'll have more to talk about when it comes to Bayonetta later on in future episodes. But yeah, that's what I think. That's how I feel. Um, and with that, let me check real quick here. Now, I know it's 402. I want to give you a chance real quick. Are you just, I know you're playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Is it just more comfort gaming or is there like a revolutionary breakthrough here? Okay, so last time I, I, last time I played Pokemon Legends Arceus, I was at the, I finished the game. I'm entirely, entirely in the post game and I'm at the, I'm at the final battle and I can't, can't I keep losing. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's because I have three, po like half my party is, over the uh, re like rec recommended um, level, and also the other half of my Pokemon are pretty much God Pokemon, and I 
I think I should have just went in with my team that I built from uh launch. Like my 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 Sandler that I turned uh, that evolved into a weird ear. Um, my cleave my my, my uh Scyther that I turned into a cleaver. Hmm. And okay. I think I'm like I I'm literally at the like the the, the final boss. Oh, okay. Well, shoot, you're but, right there. Yeah, and I I'd, I'd say more, but I think that that's gonna wait for game of the year because. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna have some arguments. <laughs> yeah, there's I, it's, there's gonna be a lot of um, a lot of. I, I, honestly, I feel like the game of the year is going to be like four drunks in a bar and go, like sh- like just getting into an ar- argument. It's going to be like that to a certain degree. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. But hey, we'll we'll have fun doing it. That's that's what the people come for, I suppose. So just look forward to that. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead. Well, actually, here, I'm going to copy this link real quick. And while I'm doing that, yeah, we're going to be talking about Pokemon. We're going to be talking about a lot of these games. It's going to be a difficult conversation. But we'll have that also, conversation. Oh, yes. I just have one, one, one thing to ask you. Because I just oh, noticed. Yeah, please, please. I'm on, I'm on Steam right now. On my Steam Deck. Yes. Castlevania, the advanced collection, is not supported on Steam Deck. How the fuck is that possible? What? 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 <laughs> That's I was I literally had the tab open looking at that like oh maybe I'll pick that one it's up. Not, it's not it's hasn't been verified yet. Hasn't been, it's not playable yet. It's not it's nothing yet. You know what? I would check. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I would say copy it to Steam DB or not even Steam DB Proton, Proton DB, DB if it yeah. runs because they all another game that's unsupported. Cancel Castlevania Lords of Shadow One is unsupported, but that thing runs beautifully on Steam Deck. So. I don't know. I would I would look up alternative sources of information for that one. Yeah, <laughs> Only say, for video games. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, because like it's either that or I go back to Vampire Survivors. You know what? That's not a bad choice. Vampire Survivors. Great fucking video game. You want to talk about game of the year shit that's going to really fuck up my thing. <laughs> I played a lot of that recently too and good lord. Yeah, it's just what is going on? I, I this is the I, I just thought, loved how they had the like, get in now before I raise the, the price by $3. <laughs> well, at the time he wasn't even saying oh, I'm raise it by three dollars. He just said I'm gonna raise the price, everyone. And then he just raised it by three dollars. I'm so glad uh, I'm so glad I got in early on that one. Yeah, it's it's a great game. Yeah, if you if you've been catching up with it, good for you. But if you got it on the ground floor, even better. Um, so yeah, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get to the housekeeping so I can go ahead and get my clothes on, get my food, and then go to work. Uh so yeah, let's start with the housekeeping here. First things first on the docket. The Multiverses roster showdown match nine is now out for everybody to vote on. Uh, this one is between the dancing, the singing, the harbinger ringing. I don't know. Uh, the frog from all the WB cartoons. Uh, Michigan, Michigan Gay Frog. Yes, Michigan Gay Frog, which I'm going to keep it real. If you just told me the name Michigan J Frog, I would not know who the fuck you're talking about. But you show me this picture. Hell yeah. The, the little hello my baby hello my honey like hello my character. baby hello my darling uh, yeah. hello, my swing time gal yeah gotta love that character but a lot of people are probably gonna love tom or tom, tom. Yeah. yeah even more from the toonami uh block of programming on cartoon network uh he, di- he died around this time 14 years ago oh fuck really oh, or the actor no no actually the actor who played multar did pass away recently like in a few years ago but um, this is just the character, Tom. Yeah, like when Chinami was canceled in 2008. Damn. Yeah, I remember they had the whole farewell, everybody. <laughs> like that whole message, and it was kind of like 
weirdly heartbreaking for a character who's just an interstitial presence in between other shows. But yeah, like if you want, if you want, if you want to look up the song they use for that, it's just you're gonna you're. I don't I don't recommend looking up the song because it's just it'll make you feel bad. No, oh. <laughs> because it's it's a very calming, like it's a bit calming, bit mellow, mm. but it just this is it seems like it's a very downer track. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where like something bad happened and you just want to just want to like just want to sit in bed and just yeah, just it's one, let it's the one, play over me. Yeah, it's one of those songs. Oh boy. Well, I'll steer clear of that song, but you <laughs> you can steer you can steer right into this poll. Uh, and go ahead and vote for your favorite one. We got the link in the description here. Go ahead and follow on Twitter and vote there as well. Uh, yeah, go ahead and check that out. Uh, over on the YouTube side of things for our channel, uh, we have that first foray into Gotham Nights that we talked about earlier. Uh, you can go ahead and check out that video. It's in very high quality to the detriment of <laughs> Al's computer. Um, and from there, we got a another video once again from Al. Uh, this is part 17 of the Quarry Let's Play that has been going up here. Uh, I think you're putting out one every single day so far. So, yeah, keep up with that. You got a lot of parts to catch up on that one. So It ends in like three days. Oh, fuck. Okay. I it ends with part 20? 21. 21. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Number 18, and on that. 18 went up an hour, hour and a half ago. Ah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, yeah, go ahead and check that out and uh, catch up on all the parts before the finale at the end of this week. Uh, then after that one, we have we have some stuff that I've been doing, some side projects. Uh, first is the next episode of Spoonful, which is set to go out the day after we're recording this, but the day before you're listening to this, probably. Uh, we talk about that new Taylor Swift album. Um, I said I was going to listen to it. I did listen to it. It's not my favorite, but that's to be expected because it is not meant for new listeners. <laughs> and that is more or less what the conversation is between me and Mario Pacquiao. Uh, also did not expect both of these podcasts. I'm going to talk about that. I've been on this week. Talked about Kanye West way more than I ever thought I would on both of these shows. Um, the Taylor ha or Taylor has a history with Kanye. So it came up on spoonful a lot. I'm and some other finish, fun things, but just so and so, so and so, so and so. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly a controversy. And now there's a lot more controversy with him. So, but it gets deep on that one. And it also gets deep on the latest episode of Welcome to the Thing, which is the podcast I do with uh, TL Foster and Jarrett Green. Uh, it's a great show. I got to be honest, y'all. This is probably the best episode of that show we've done yet. This is the guest episode that had uh, Ty, uh, I believe Ty Galitzrow is still the last name. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he he joins us and he brought the energy to the show. We yeah. all brought the energy to the show. I've seen TL like just go, go, going ham on like on Twitter, like get get any of these people on your podcast. Like they bring they're bringing the heat, dude. I'm telling you this. I mean, I I just added the part <laughs> that they're bringing the heat, but I'm just I I act like <laughs> that's I feel like, you. He he just and I I have yet to listen to it because personal stuff. Um, Understandable. I did check out Smoothful. Took me a while. It took me a while to find it because, like, because <laughs> the brand. There's a lot of spoon-related things in it. Yeah, it's like yeah. a bunch of three three white guy three white guys are doing reaction videos. I'm like, what the what is this? What is this? God damn it! All right, we might need to work on that a little bit more. Just make our I podcast mean, link more visible on Twitter. Yeah, like, 
uh, YouTube is adding it's doing like letting you people uh, letting accounts do um, personalized handles. So just yes, we are going to be utilizing that at the as soon as they offer it to us. Quite frankly, my personal channel has it, but my personal channel also has like 114 subscribers, and Spoonful is still less than we are like 20 percent of that. So we still need to get to that point. So. Yeah, we follow Spoonful so we can get to that point, everyone. But uh, yeah, I'm very proud of Spoonful. But welcome to the thing this week was just so good. I let me tell you, I I was cracking jokes all up and down that episode. I saw so many opportunities for comedy. It, it's just really good. Also, we're really trying to make Freak Nick Two happen, but make it a game conference, um, so we can just make a bunch of nerds get traumatized. <laughs> uh, and if you want to know what the fuck any of those words mean, listen to Welcome to the Thing. Eight, which is the latest episode that is in the description and also that stream in which i stream bayonetta 3 uh that's up on my twitch account you can go ahead and check that out there and i start the stream after you get through all the muted audio because my standing by screen has an instrumental from a song that i thought wasn't claimed in the copyright thing but is so all that's muted but once the stream starts proper you can see me explain why my ass is too fat to fit in the costume <laughs> it's it's very silly and stupid and fun um so yeah that's pretty much all the links here of course follow us on youtube of course follow us on twitter those are also down there check them out check them out check them out and that's all we got for you on this episode hopefully you enjoyed hopefully you had a really good halloween um what am i gonna do for halloween take my ass to work that's what i'm about to do right now um i'm not even gonna dress up for work because this is a warehouse job i'm not gonna fucking put on a wig just to sweat it off um but I'm hey, probably, hopefully I get an easy day. Huh? I'm I'm probably just gonna listen to this episode of Welcome to the Thing. Oh yeah, it's it's great. I'm really Whatever happy. happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Whatever happens when you listen to it is also what happens. I, I'm really happy with the episode. So can't wait until we do more of that. Can't wait till we do more spoonful. Can't wait until we do more of this show later down the line. Thank you again, Al, for joining me as always. No problem. And on Thursday, I got to record. I'm recording another podcast with uh, something that's happening or this starts up officially in December. Ooh, I'm gonna try okay. to get myself and the person I'm recording it with to uh, to do like like a trailer, like a coming soon to VG TV podcast feed. I like that. I like that a lot because I got I got some art. Like I I went on Fiverr and had like commissioned some uh like a some like i think four logos two of them are freaking phenomenal oh nice that's who excuse me uh that's really good i'm very excited to see what that is i'm really i i'm excited to see what that project is but now i'm realizing the fact that i just yawned at 4 14 p.m really scares me <laughs> like i'm about to go to work this might be a problem um hopefully i get a light day where i'm just stacking crates instead of running the floor today we'll find out i'm just gonna stop talking out everything um that's enough from us look forward to our projects in the near future but we are gonna go ahead and dip out of here thank y'all all for listening thank y'all for supporting thank y'all for everything enjoy your fall season be thankful for something in the coming month because it's thanksgiving we got to be thankful before we start asking for gifts i think we're, we're feasting out here exactly oh god yeah you're up north that's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty chill season all right, well, have fun with that. Who is calling me right at the end of the show? I almost got out of here, scot-free. Good Lord. All right, I'm going to... Oh, Lord. I had the whole episode to not get a call, and then right here at the end, all right, I'm going to hang up, uh, and I'm going to talk to you all later. Have a good one, and as I always say, keep it real, keep it trill. Play on, play it. Oh!